Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Welcome, Roma Burgess. At long last, we've managed to find you. (laughs) Roma is another one of our mama legends, and I have the privilege of interviewing her today for the archival project that we're creating. Roma is number 49 in our project, so we're nearly there. Welcome. Thank you, Robin. I'm very humbled that you managed to track me down and bring me here. It's very exciting to see you in the virtual world and not out there on my computer. (laughs) Now, Roma, would you like to tell us how, when and why you became involved in drama in education? Well, that's really easy. I got in by default. I was studying librarianship um, as a mature age student. We came down to Melbourne and uh, I changed careers, well, motherhood and uh, and nursing. And I wanted to study uh, and uh, loved books, librarianship. At the end of the first year, uh, in their wisdom, the college decided that you were not allowed to proceed with drama because it wasn't respectable as a subject. So I said, oh, well, and I was persuaded by Brian Hogan and and John Deverell, I think, at the time, to major in drama. So I flipped over thinking, I'll kill the kids, you know, I can't be a teacher. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't didn't, uh, assault anybody. So I got in by default and I knew the power of drama, you know, uh, for learning, and I was hooked straight away. Um, so I was right in there, you know, full of energy. That's how I got in. It was, and it was amazing. So you're talking about the very early years of I'm, Melbourne State College. With 1972, I'm not sure when the CA was formed, but it was very early. Yeah. Yes. 72 I, I was my first year, and uh, 73 was my commitment to drama yes. in education then. Yeah. Really cool. It's interesting... You and I have had a very similar journey. I also fled librarianship. Oh, you're joking. No. And it was when we started to have to organise, you know, all those serial numbers on the books? Yeah. Yep, and yep. I was also doing drama and they were starting it up and they said, no, go for this. So I went for that and I never looked back. Oh, exactly the same. Like you, I suddenly thought, I'm home. This is fabulous. Oh, yeah. This the, makes oh, perfect sense to me. Yes. Well, I did the same. I went on my first teaching round in, into a school in that first year. Uh, well, you sat in the library and basically catalogued. Oh. And I thought, I'll go mad. Yes. Yeah, I and did I too. loved the kids. I loved the interaction in teaching with the kids. It was fantastic. Yeah, so so I, all I was of that, like you. All of that <laughs> work with text and the practicality of just being up and doing yes. was your bag. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but 
uh, it was profoundly impactful on my life, you know, and development. And so there was a power about it that, that I knew. We had to have, you know, teachers out there doing this with the kids. So, yeah, it, it, it was a deeply meaningful kind of thing to be involved in. I loved lit. I majored in, in uh, literature as well mm. and taught both of them. And, you know, it was hard sometimes to tell the difference between drama and English classes because I used... Use drama in, in lit too. Yes, yeah, oh, with your text isn't studies. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Yeah. So, um, you have been quite an important player in that world of drama and education in theatre. So, you've written texts, yeah. which have, have been used by many people, and um, you would be well equipped to comment on changes that you've witnessed over the time between qualifying as a drama teacher and to now. What, what have you noticed? Uh, I can only half do that because I then moved into leadership. So I think, uh, you'd have to fact check this, but I think then I probably was the first trained drama teacher to end up as principal. Um, but... <sighs> Sorry, I've lost your... The changes? What the sort of changes, so the changes do you think? Commenting on the changes, Hart, when I went into schools, drama didn't have a good reputation. Mm. And so it was um, absolutely critical that we establish, you know, credibility in, in schools mm -hmm. and, and within the curriculum. There were people doing great things out there, don't get me wrong, but in general, uh, curric drama curriculum didn't go any further than year nine electives or if you're lucky year ten. Um, so the, the big change that I was involved in with lots of wonderful people like the Tony Tataros and Brian Hogan and John McLeod and you know I could go on Pamela Gaudry, we were so full of energy and commitment and belief in what we were doing that we kind of just sort of steamrolled our way into curriculum change and it was the frameworks um, reform curriculum mm -hmm. in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s Yes, and so we just dug you know, we dived right in and, and were focused on drama curriculum. But I think that the change for me was in seeing qualified drama teachers come into schools and be respected and, and acknowledged and, and applauded for what they did, you know, in terms of promoting kids' learning. Yes. So that was the significant change. Now, you see, I then moved out and moved into leadership in uh, 1989. I moved to deputy principal role, but I still played this passionate role in supporting drama teachers and drama in the curriculum and making space when people were protecting, oh, we can't let anybody, can't let drama people onto the curriculum. That takes time away from us. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of my role, I think, in supporting the change was to be a, uh, an advocate to demonstrate that drama classrooms were places of learning uh, and, uh, and have people respect uh, that drama teachers needed their, their place. Yes, uh, it's, it's that conversation in, about subjects 
not one sub subject having a greater value than another, but subjects working in concert yes. to create a well-rounded student. So exactly. you, you clearly were a driving force in that, in that narrative. Yeah. It's interesting when I reflected back on it, because when you're involved in it, you are just doing what you passionately love and mm -hmm. mixing with these wonderful colleagues and and you're on fire and it mm. was at that beginning uh, of, of really entrenching drama in that legitimate way within the curriculum and the senior curriculum getting it into the year 12 uh, domain and when you're in it you don't actually recognize that maybe you're influencing out there you're yes. just doing you know you just what you what you have a commitment to, what you feel is important. Yes. Yeah. So I I in nineteen eighty I think it was the the college Brian probably uh, Ryan Hogan approached me to see if I'd come in and do method lecturing at Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So from eighty to eighty three, I was involved closely now with people who wanted to be teachers and in that sense I was probably mentoring mm -hmm. um, uh, teachers uh, and, and working with them uh, and that was another really alive time um, because Dorothy Hethcote visited for yes, example. Yes I remember, yes. Um, I can't remember what year it was but uh, that was that was magic and uh, I worked with her, um, must have been when I went back from method teaching because uh, I worked with her in my school with my drama class. Oh, what a privilege, oh, Roma. What I was that like? Oh, that was just absolutely amazing. I mean, I was already uh, a very pro-Hethcote teacher, mm -hmm. which was hard because she was very demanding in what she asked of people uh, in the drama situation. Um, but working with her, I think it was one of the most profound moments for me as a teacher because I learned through that experience at the end of it when we were reflecting on it, she showed me that I had not responded quite as sharply in the teacher role. I was seeing myself as the actor in role working with these children. Mm. And, uh, and so she was saying, well, you know, when you are playing the role with your students, you're always teacher first. Teacher is the expert, yes. Teacher is looking at how do I promote, how do I support this one or uh, challenge that one within yes. their little roles. And, and, that, and that world that's been created. Yeah, now I, look, I knew that. We, yeah. learned, we, we learned that, but, but it was the most significant, deep, learning about that it wasn't theory anymore or yes that's what we that's what we do all the time yeah. it was like oh my god yes and I you know I fell a little short yeah, of, of her uh, idea and she was uh, she was not super critical or anything but it brought out all that learning you know uh, for a teacher uh, working with kids and that, that's so fabulous because clearly that that then informs your practice, absolutely. Your mentorship yeah. and your, you know, your future dealings in in not only the world of drama and theatre, but also the world of education generally about how things function. Yeah, I think I think I was a much better teacher in the classrooms after um, after I'd had 
you know, experiences close up with, with Dorothy wow. Heathcote. And, um, and, you know, it was at the time, you probably remember, there was a bit of a dichotomy and, and, and a little bit of a battle between drama and education and, you know, the theatre side of things. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was a little bit silly, although I was a passionate Heathcote uh, fan. Um, but one of the things I wanted to do in the school I was in in my first few years of teaching was to make sure we, they were integrated. It wasn't a competition for me. Mm-hmm. It, it was I could do both deep learning, you know, through, you know, with role play and um, and also in in presenting theatre. They were all part and parcel of the same yes. thing. They're holistic, aren't they? Ab- absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And students only are enriched by experiences of live theatre yeah. and, and then all of that is further supported in the classroom, yes. you know, through yeah. their understanding of things, like, as you are saying, role play mm. and, and also learning how to interface with text, all of yeah. those sorts of things. Oh, it's just magic stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was just fantastic. One of the other things, the school I went into as um, in my first year, uh, it already had a drama program uh, okay. and electives, I think, in the middle school. Um, and the drama teacher uh, was um, a female colleague and we worked really well together. She had a slightly different orientation. She was Rusden trained mm-hmm. and Rusden had a more theatre kind of focus yes. and Melbourne had this other drama in education, the John Deverell influence and whatever. But, and, sh- and, and my colleague wouldn't do a school play uh-huh. and the community was a bit miffed because why don't we have a school play? And the thing was, well, I'm flat out teaching and I don't have time to do you a school play. Anyway, I just thought um, the kids are going to love this, so I said, um, I'll, I'll do a school play. And um, uh, madness, I thought, oh, Peter Schaffer's The Royal Hunt of the Sun. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> it's got a big in, cast. <laughs> big cast I can have oh, I can get the music people and the art people and the this people yeah. and the that people the puppetry and, and the whole uh, bit we had a spectacular in play mm-hmm. and why did we have it because I you know the whole school um, uh, and these different subject areas came together mm-hmm. uh, to make the play yes and uh, it Drama had credibility and it could have whatever it wanted. So sometimes the school play was just blooming good PR work. Yes, I think it often is. And, and, and working with your colleagues, they suddenly thought, oh my gosh, we can look what we can do together. Yes, and, yes. Uh, I think yeah. in many schools there are, there are, there's now um, general support for drama, performing arts programs, you know, yeah. ac- across the board. Most schools run quite big co-curricular performance yeah. things, don't they? Like yeah. performing arts festivals and house drama festivals yeah. and all sorts, even taking kids out to see theatre. Yeah. And now I think most schools have the experience of teachers stepping up and saying, yes, I'm happy to work with that, I'm happy to help with that. Yeah. Like they used to be expected to for sport. Now we enjoy a similar support mm. base. And it's mm. because of people like yourself that created those collaborative um, 
moments in schools where mm. everyone could participate. Yeah. And they see a different side of the students. Oh, that... You're absolutely right. One of the things in the school... I mean, I was... Okay, I was... Uh, I had a few years under my belt, so I was a mature-aged person with lots of life experience and a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't uh, have uh, any problem you know, battling with authority, not battling, but, you know, asking for things or articulating things. Um, and uh, I'd be doing, you know, year nines would be doing this at lunchtime and year eights would be doing something or other <laughs> else. And their teachers would come, I'd invite the teachers in to come and see yes. them doing their thing. And the teachers would walk out going, oh my God, my classes must be so good. Oh, I've never seen <laughs> that side of him or her. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and I invited teachers from other schools. I said, oh, what are you doing? And, you know, come into the classroom. You know, can, do you want to come over and, you know, have a look? look. And, and uh, so the classroom was, my classroom was open to anybody that wanted to come in. And, yeah, so you and, were actually um, becoming an, an advocate, as a your mentor, yeah. advocate, yeah. expert. <laughs> well, you know... Uh, Again, it was energy and commitment. I don't know what happened to my kids because, you know, it was almost seven days a week. <laughs> yes, I feel like that. I, I turned around and suddenly my own children, I'd spent so much time with other people's children, my own children grew up, but they grew up well and they, they enjoyed it. But, you know. Oh, my kids, actually, they loved it. And that was a time when you could have students. I had students in the home rehearsing. Uh, senior students would be there to dinner. We'd be talking about our yeah. drama and our this and our that, and nobody worried. Well, now yes, it's a different uh, landscape. You you you, mm-hmm. you just can't do that. Uh, so it was just a wonderful time to be in there teaching. And uh, when when I think about um, those books. Really, it was Pam and I after I'd been to um, Melbourne mm-hmm. and still recognising that, that the students going out into the classroom were a bit overwhelmed. What am I go- what am- I've got years, eight, nine and ten. They've given me year eight, nine. What am I going to do? And we just kept saying, they need help and there, there wasn't the resource. Yes. Uh, the, re- the resources then weren't there. So we said... Maybe we should, you know, put a book together and try and bring in all the threads and make sense of the literature. Yeah, and, and try to give so, some programs. So that's and... where the book came from, and of course we had fun doing it. And my kids again, they just thought it was great because Pam was there, and you know, they'd be making a meal for us while we, you know, had a glass of wine and wrote the books and talked about our classes and went away and tried things and yes. Um, uh, so, so the kids were involved. So this is a, this is a highly creative um, oh, yes. environment that yes. that you're in, you're involved in. Mm-hmm. So all of all of the discussion to this point has been about these wonderful um, the wonderful experience and building your career, which was quite illustrious, and you've worked with fabulous people, collaborated with wonderful people. Mm. Was there any time when there was a real low in in your career, Roma, that you can um, reflect on with us? Look, I think that one of the biggest challenges came actually when I was method lecturer and the department... Now, we're in just early 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And 
you know Robin what it was like in the 70s. You hardly had to turn up to class. If you went down to PAs, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> nobody would miss you and you still got a pass. You know, were there, you know, were there grounds for um, failing anybody? Well, no. You just, you know, you were in the course and you got out at the you end. Got, you got out at the end. Except in the harder, you know, literature you had to go to exams and economics and things. Mm-hmm. But the drama department decided it was going to implement a rigorous assessment policy. <laughs> so we went through all of this, how are we going to assess the students, what's the framework? And I, I, I failed. The first person who'd ever been failed in what? drama, and I failed this training drama teacher. This is an astounding reveal. <laughs> I failed this person, and I was... Devastated because I had I had the students. We worked so well together. Yes. Um, uh, you know they knew I had credibility out in the schools and could work with the kids. So you know mm-hmm. I wasn't coming from you know non-experience. And suddenly they all turned and they went on strike. <laughs> and I I just my heart was pounding and I was really it's the first time I had experienced such rebellion against me because it was focused on me. Oh no, dear. You, you know, how can you justify failing that student? Well, Brian was, Brian and John Deb were amazing. Okay. And so, students are on strikes, so I haven't got a class to go to. I said, don't worry, the policy is there, you're implementing it, come on, we'll take you out to lunch. So, out we went to lunch, with me still quivering, um, and, and it was, a, I was quite, you know, I was stressed by it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it was a big learning for me mm-hmm. that, okay, do you believe in what you're doing? Well, actually, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm going to have to live through this. And Brian and John, you know, supported me through that because the students now, you know, and I wasn't about to try and, you know, get a student or two on side. That was, no. that was not on. No. Um, and it's interesting, so that was the drama context, but at the same time, I refused to pass a drama student who, uh, in practical drama teaching, and uh, this was after viewing you know, more than one class with this teacher, he was a drama and English major like myself, and uh, doing the, the education the rounds. subject and yeah. doing the rounds. And I had a great battle on my hands then. I said, we cannot let this teacher in the classroom uh, with children. Mm-hmm. He was totally unaware. It's hard to describe. I've only come across one other person in my teaching career mm-hmm. who was totally unaware of really what the students were doing. They could climb up and hang on the geography maps or <laughs> just be totally tuned out or... Uh, pants falling down, you know, if they were loosely tied, and the g- kids giggling. Uh, and I said, we can't pass this this, this teacher. I lost that battle. Oh, the God. argument was the taxpayers have paid for four years of study for this person. We cannot put that aside. So we'll just we'll just promote them through. We'll just promote it's them. It's so disappointing, isn't it? When yeah, yeah. It so so they were the. Um, they were the tough times because I firmly believed that we had to have some rigour and standards and yeah, well, uh, well, policies. And once yeah. you have policies, you're implementing yeah. policies. You have criteria. You're following criteria. Yeah. So 
So that should just had proceed. The so that was that were, was difficult times. That was a really difficult time. So yeah. personally and professionally challenging times. Yep. yep. Okay. Learned yeah. a lot. Strengthen your backbone. Make sure you're absolutely right in what you're doing. Yes. Uh, check that out with your colleagues and whoever. Don't don't sort of just go in mm -hmm. thinking that you know. So I've always been able to say, well, what do you reckon? And you know, why mm -hmm. do you think that? And oh. Uh, so get others to hold a light up to it too. Oh so yeah, absolutely. To help you absolutely. with a deeper, mm. deeper understanding. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Well. Um, so you've you've had an illustrious career, as you said. You were one. You were one of the graduates in that world of drama, which it, it took a long time for drama to become very credible in terms of a subject yeah. and it's only through you know diligent competent expert teachers um, that that it built its mm. rep you know yeah. it's got cred yeah. it got street cred yeah and now it's very highly regarded mm. but um, and then you've moved into the world of educational leadership mm. very high level as a, as a principal so what do you attribute the longevity in your career in education to, Roma? How do you think you've survived and oh, um, thrived? I probably came in late. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I was married to a man who became a principal and was a principal for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I spent five years as a principal. It's exhausting. And uh, I was there for five years, again as an advocate, giving you know, building uh, an art centre so mm -hmm. that arts and drama, you know, had a, uh, a place they could call a their home. Own, yeah. in, instead of the, um, the old house on the school grounds that they used to be in. So, um, but at that time too, we were going through schools of the future. Mm -hmm. So that was incredibly, incredibly tough time. And sitting there as a principal with three or four other colleagues there at that time, I said, look, I just think this is just, it's so hard. And what, a, what, what aspect of it was challenging for you? Um, well, now you went into um, people having to apply for their own jobs, for example. Oh, right. Uh, or more autonomy to the principal. You didn't need to have a, uh, an advisory committee. So, um, mm -hmm. so the union had, had been uh, devalued, they felt, and lost control. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it was tough going, getting people to come on board, uh, you know, and uh, the school council say, wanting to say, no, we're going to be in that, we're going in first, we want to be in there having an impact, which was my view too. If, you, if you've got a new thing, get in there and shape it. And so, where is where where is this? It's it's sort of you're almost talking about um, That's nice. professional courage in a way. You 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 seem yeah. to reflect a, uh, quite a courageous uh, and tenacious nature. Which mm. I, so do you think I that's think important I, I, for longevity? Or um, I I think you've got to have passion. You've got to believe in what you're doing. I was then as passionate about leadership and developing yeah. other leaders, you know, promote, getting people to say, you can, you can lead, this is what it's about. Mm -hmm. If you can teach drama and literature or some other subject, you're leading kids. Now, yes, let's you think are. about you leading your peers and what does that mean? And So, um, yes, you, you do need courage because I missed incredibly 
the interaction with students, I have to say that. Mm -hmm. I, f I was lonely for the classroom, that was... What, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I, uh, because you no longer had that close... You had a good relationship with students, but very different. So I felt quite lonely in the principal role from that point of view. Uh -huh. But it was also highly exciting and I was passionate and I had a lot of energy, because I think you do need a lot of energy or you won't, you won't stay there. Mm -hmm. uh, you need relationships with colleagues or you won't stay there, because you have to be all in it together. Yes. And I had, a, had somebody working with me at home saying, yeah, that's what happens, or yeah, that's right. Or, yeah. So we could mentor each other in a yeah, way. Yeah, so your husband was a, was a good ear. A good sounding yes. board. Yes, and, and I for him then too. Yes. Um, and uh, so if people, if, if, if people really want to do the best they can do, there is, you have to know what you believe in and you've got to have the energy and the strength and, and the passion to go for it, really. So um, any other advice you'd give to drama educators, uh, like in terms of practical advice? You know, purpose in a school, functioning in a school, practical advice to drama educators of the future. There's a few young graduates here today at Jumpstart who are just embarking on their career. What would you say to them are good hints for them as teachers of drama in the future? Well, it's probably a bit presumptuous of me to offer. No, a not at Any all. advice. You've um, been both a drama educator, educator and a leader, a principal. Yeah, what, yeah. what would you say to a young drama teacher of the future? Um, I think stay close with your colleagues and listen to your students mm -hmm. and observe what they're doing and, and you're working based. If you succeed in establishing learning relationships, and that means authority sometimes and, and taking hard steps with them, mm -hmm. perhaps. But if you establish that credibility with the students and that kind of relationship, it filters out through the school. Yes. And, it's and a little domino yeah, effect. And you're working, you know, you're talking with your teachers, you're part of the curriculum, you have a voice, use your voice. Okay. Yeah, well, use, your, use your voice. But... Most of all, you've got to be enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, go and get rejuvenated some way. Okay. You know. Any suggestions along those lines? Uh, for me, when I was getting just so tired doing productions or you know running this and doing the weekends, I'd go into my own learning. Professional development did it all the time. Yes. Professional development. So coming along to things like this or... Absolutely. Yeah. Get out there and be involved in your subject and learning about it with others, mm -hmm. it rejuvenates. It really and does. also, you know, that the old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. And I think part of days like today, Jumpstart Drum Victoria, is just being able to text or email or speak to someone face-to-face -face and say, you know, how are you going with this or what's going on? Mm. You know? Ab absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And... Um, in terms of associations, with your association with various organisations like Drama Victoria, Drama Australia, or um, any any close 
connections to um, I worked with the Drama Association. I can't remember what its formal title was then, but that was where we took our energy as teachers yeah. and built the curriculum and, and wrote the frameworks uh, stuff. So, yeah, that was vital. That was absolutely crucial to, um, you know, me being a good teacher. No question about that. And so you said earlier that you had been a nurse. Hmm. And so how would you rate being a nurse with being an educator? It's about connecting with your patient. <laughs> Which, you've raised a sore point because I think that's disappeared somewhat from hospitals. And it is about... You are my patient, and I, you know, I, I need to understand you if I'm going to, uh, you know, go and press a button here or there or put a drip in or something or other. And I learned that lesson in my first year of nursing training when the tutor sister, who was a very harsh lady, said, "Remember this: the first thing you do." when you meet your patient is remember this. They may be there for the removal of this, that or the other, but they are a human being and they have just left their family and the farm, because it was in the country or whatever, and all that is running through their heads. You take care of the person and... uh, The rest will follow. And the rest will follow. And so clearly you've taken that and lifted it, that skill set into the world of education. If I were to talk about all those individual students for whom that approach was critical, it kept them in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and drama teachers everywhere know that. There's I think they do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really think they do. Mm. Um, there's always a story, isn't there, about yeah. a student from a drama teacher where, where they've had a, an amazing um, experience of that student almost being recovered, you know, mm. recovered and, and kept having a, having viable. Somebody who, know, you know, understands and um, is with them, you know, yeah. with them. With them. Mm. Roma, it's been absolutely fabulous speaking to you today. I, I want to thank you for coming along and just remind you how, how much influence you've had over so many people we've interviewed in this process. And, and you expressed amazement, but I it's do, extraordinary. Yeah. Your name has popped up all the time so to have the opportunity to speak to you like this has just been wonderful so thank you we'll We'll have a little toast all right okay it's been a pleasure robin great to see you thank you (laughs) well that's all from us at the aside there are 49 other mama interviews you might like to listen to so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.